The other day I was talking to some of my staff and we were simply dealing with everything that comes to play when we decide to hold an event, especially a three or four day event. And what I found is that uh, over the last few years they've become more and more complicated because uh, people want to provide additional services. And that's, that's all great. But one of the things I said is all I really long for is to get in the room with a group of other people and sense the presence of the Holy Spirit moving in our midst. Doesn't mind if we have great snacks or name tags or a fancy listening guide. Those are all nice things. But what my heart longs for, what in some ways I'm always desperate for, is to be present when the Holy Spirit moves upon a group of people whether we're sitting on a log outside or in an elaborate space, the key for me is the presence of the Spirit. So as I'm here to talk with you today, I think about the presence of the Holy Spirit, that gift that Jesus promised us, the one who would always stand beside us. My prayer is that during our time together, we will feel the nudge of the Spirit, the, the presence of the Spirit, the movement of the Spirit deep inside. Lord, you are good to us, and certainly all you do is good. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm sure I've mentioned to, you today, to it before to you the writings of Bernard of Clairvaux and his idea of the stages of love and that he came and said one of the highest stages of love is to love yourself for God. Now, some people get thrown off by that as though it seems very selfish, but what he's really talking about is take care of yourself. Pay attention to the gift of who you are, the gift of your life, the gift of your health, your spirit, your body, your soul. Pay attention to that great gift and invest in it. So I, I, I begin today by asking a simple question. How are you with self-care? You know, it's very, very important that you exercise self-care especially in the midst of a ministry that God has given us that is very relational. And there are forces aligned against us in a performance-based culture where it can become so easy to wear ourselves out trying to please a God who is already pleased with us because we are his children through Jesus Christ. I, I have to admit there have been times in my life and even now seasons where I, I just haven't paid enough attention to self-care. And in the end, I paid a heavy price for not paying attention to self-care. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here right now and, and I'm, I'm speaking to you on a computer. And to my left is my cell phone. And both of them are plugged in to recharge. 
I use them. I use them a lot, but I can only use them so long before I have to stop and I need to recharge them. This is something that has to happen regularly. It's something that takes a little bit of time, and it's important that I not forget. Or all of a sudden, when I need to use them, they're not available to me. This is what self-care is all about. Paying attention to the rhythm of give and take in your life, in my life, so that we can recharge. In, in Mark chapter 6, verse 31, there's this little teaching where Jesus says to his disciples, let's get off apart. Let's go to a quiet place, a solitude. Let's get some rest. Now remember, Jesus came as the Messiah. He came to save the world. He was healing people. He was casting out demons. He was teaching his disciples to do the same, and yet he comes and he says, let's do this. What a, what a magnificent model of self-care. Jesus says, come to a place of solitude. Get, get away from the crowd. Get away from the noise that is so demanding. And the other thing he said is, when you do this, do it with me so that we can be together, that we can concentrate on our relationship, our intimacy, our closeness. And I think there's also this wonderful piece to it that, that the disciples are to do this together, that there is something about a colony of heaven that gets together and they're not doing anything else than being together to find fellowship as a spiritual discipline to grow. And Jesus says, in all this, get some rest. I, I've appreciated the writings of Abraham Heschel. And his book on Sabbath, I think, is very worth reading. He was a great Jewish scholar. And, and he said in that book that Sabbath is not only a gift of God, but it is a taste of heaven, a time to concentrate on our relationship with God, and to refill ourselves with him. And again, he made the comment that time is the first thing that God declared to be holy, but not just any time, a very special segment of time, a time when we're paying attention to our soul. I think there are a lot of people that are longing for this, but the busyness and the noise and the performance orientation of life, it, it, it begins to take a heavy toll. And we fail to be attentive to this great gift that we can give ourselves, which is the gift of self-care. Remember, self-care is never selfish. It's rather preparing ourselves to be able yet again serve and give with health and with plenty. I've probably mentioned to you that many years ago now, when I first got into ministry, so this would be 1975, so you can do the math of how long ago that was, an older gentleman said to me, remember, have a daily diversion, a weekly withdrawal, and an annual abandon with God. Simple, 
but yet so profound and so true that every single day there's at least some time where we pull back from the noise and we just simply spend time in the presence of God. Not so much in the doing, but in the being. And it's not a bad idea to spend a little extra time, at least one day a week, and then every year it would be good to, to just get apart. Our spiritual direction program really emphasizes the idea of personal spiritual retreat. Get away for a whole day. Use different exercises spiritually in order to what? In order to fill this well of ours. I think this is, well, it's something that God's laid on my heart. I'm very grateful at this stage of my life. I'm able to get up in the morning, often after a difficult night because of some of the issues I face. And I'm able to simply set apart time to be with the Lord. Do you remember the passage of Scripture in Isaiah 30? It talks about in repentance and rest will be your salvation. Repentance meaning run back to the house of God. Rest means don't strive Don't try to prove anything. Don't try to convince God that you're worthy of his presence. That's all yours because of being in Jesus Christ. And the idea of salvation, meaning wholeness, the health of our entire being, body, soul, spirit, relationships, rest. Rest is a gift. I I think there's some characteristics of rest that would be really important for us to think about. And and the first one is, as it's mentioned, a, a getting apart. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to go somewhere, but you step out of the busyness and the noise of your life. And there is so much noise today, and we can so quickly get access to noise through cell phones and computers and televisions. And yet, God wants us to come apart. And the idea of quiet. Quiet's not always easy. One writer said that when you seek to be quiet, the first thing you face are the demons of the noise that you've embraced to still your own internal storm. But quiet becomes very, very important. To spend some time on meditation Not taking great, big, large pieces of truth and scripture, but something small to think about. And let it rest in your heart. Think about the idea of quiet that we see in Psalm 131, where like a weaned child by its mother, we are content It's also a place for all kinds of exercises of prayer and devotion. And we don't have to do all of them at once, but choose one in a day to just spend a little bit of time breathing deeply, letting your imagination be touched by the Lord. Spend some time, if you will, with people whose presence simply feeds you. And it's going to feed you because they spend time in the presence of the Lord. 
a number of years ago, there was a, a book that was very popular at the time called Margin. It had been written by a medical doctor, and he said all life, all people need a certain degree of margin of rest. I want to challenge you today, and, and you challenge me. Are we monitoring our margin so that we don't spend right up to the limit, but we refill? In a world that understands what recharging is, are we willing to recharge ourselves by getting apart? What would you say if today the Lord came to you? the Lord Jesus, and he says, come apart with me. Let's go. Find a solitude, a place of solitude, and let's get some rest together. Would you make an excuse? Would you say, I can't do that right now, but I will get to it? Or would your heart say, this is the most important thing for me to do today? I think that's what it would say. And so let's be sure to pay attention to the admonition of Bernard of Clairvaux and love ourselves for God. Don't, don't wait on this one. Find some time today, a little extended time this week, and just see how it blesses you.